Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program from the house, from the hizzy. I'm here. Tom is at his abode, and so Matthew is at his. And you are driving around listening to 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and I thank you for that. Or you're watching us on War Chant TV. A uh, little refresher here, a recap of uh, hour number one. So you wonder why it is that we're doing this. Uh, this is a recorded show today. Uh, it is of the same day, actually within the normal spot that we would be re- you know, pretty close to when we'd be going on the air live. So it's not that dated, but I had to get it in the can today, as they say, as I'm on the road, as you watch this show to Atlanta to check out the Hawks and take on the Sixers. Uh, my two boys, kind of a belated uh, birthday present for my oldest son, who's desperate to see an NBA game as he is now a hoop head. He loves basketball. And, uh, and, and that's what we're doing. So uh, I think uh, both legally and for, for, you know, for purposes of the show, I thought you should know that this is recorded. And so it is. We're, we're back with you now, hour number two. I mentioned it. I teased it before we went to break at the end of last hour. The Florida State does play basketball tomorrow. And, um, you know, I, I, I meant to say this in hour number one. I had a conversation with a former basketball player, a former FSU basketball player, uh, just yesterday, Tom, about – what we witnessed in the Purdue game. Actually, we had a long conversation about the Purdue game, but also just what this team is. And I obviously respect his opinion. He's very, very knowledgeable. Uh, and so I asked him, because he he understands all of the offensive and defensive principles. He understands everything that Ham and Stan and CY, all those guys do. And he also understands how guys fit in those roles and why and what they were brought in for, because he still maintains a relationship my source does with the program. He's still very close and talks to the coaches. And so, you know, he's frequently telling me, um, you know, this is, they did this wrong or they did this right, or this is something that you're going to need to look at and all that good stuff. And when I ran into him, I said, did I just see the best team in the country in the form of Purdue uh, the other night? He said, you sure did. He, He said, I don't know that I've seen a college basketball team that resembles that team at this stage of the season. He said, now you get teams that develop along the way over the years, some all-time great teams that by game 20, you go, ooh, well, that's different. They're they're probably going to win the national championship or they're a Final Four team or, you know, it's basketball. Weird things happen in tournaments, I understand. But, you know, th- there will be an odds-on favorite. His point was that team looks like, and it stands to reason, just so everybody knows, they looked that polished and that good because they returned everybody. Every one of those guys played for Purdue last year. They all played and they played well and they added on and they brought in good players as well. And they got bigger and stronger and more developed. And that is to me, the deepest team in the country talent wise, there may be people that have more bodies to throw at the problem, but there aren't that many teams, if any, that are going to have that elite level of skill, size, and depth 
Purdue is not fooling around. That is that guy's got a juggernaut rolling right now. So why do I bring all that up? This is not Purdue radio. Well, it's because the next thing he said was very encouraging, which was Florida State's going to be all right. This is not a good ACC. They have real skill. He was talking about skill on this roster. Guys that maybe don't know what they're doing yet, but real skill. And that's enough to win a lot of games in a middling ACC. Also, they are going to get exposed with areas of weakness, and there's nothing you can do about that until you get some of your bigs back. Now, we know Ngam is going to be out for six weeks. We know that uh, you're dealing with some injuries for those big guys, but McLeod is uh, – is he good to go, Tom? Did I see that? Yeah, I think he is, right? That's correct, yes. he's yeah. He should be good to go, and then Raekwon Evans uh, is back in town. He was back in town as of, right. I believe, this morning. So he should be available uh, tomorrow for the Syracuse game again. He, uh, he's going through some heavy. Yeah, stuff. really quickly, Tom. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to wish that young man well. I, I do uh, publicly. I want to say that I hope um, you know he has been showered with love and and, and friendship and, and support because it's a uh, it's a tough thing to lose a brother at that age. I, I can't fathom it, and I don't like to think about it. So uh, we wish him well. Uh, but yes, he comes back now. Yeah, and and you know hopefully when the time is right he can. Um, allow basketball to be a little bit of therapy and maybe he could score a few points and have a good plus minus force along the way. Uh, but yeah, when you face a juggernaut like Purdue, you could do one of two things. You can either shut down or you can continue to fight. And the thing that I loved about that game is I get it. You look at the scoreboard, you're like, Tom, they got blown out by 30. Well, we knocked that deficit down to eight twice in the second half. We were willing to take the haymakers and trade them back and give them back. That for a team that is inexperienced, especially in this system. You might have some veteran-type players. Like Caleb Mills has been around college basketball for a long time, relatively speaking, because there's so many one-and-dones in the sport. But he hasn't been in this system playing for us for any period of time, and he needs to be one of the veteran types that you lean on. Anthony Polite's playing a, a different position, it looks like, right now. He's also coming back from injury. And then you've got all the young pieces to go along with. So when you go through that type of situation, that type of awful adversity where you run into the buzzsaw of buzzsaws, and you still have the heart to fight through it, I feel good about where this team is going to go. I just think that you have some mitigating circumstances this season across all of college athletics where when you have extra eligibility after a COVID season, there's going to be a lagging effect. I think a lot of teams like the Boston University game that we saw, that, that program is in as good a place as it possibly can be because you have the continuity of players for five or six years. By the time a lot of these kids are going to be leaving mid-major schools or mid-level schools in, in group of five or you know six conferences in, in college basketball, it's like the BYU effect. They're all in their mid-20s. And so you get a much more mature version of so many of these programs. Yeah. That yeah. I don't know that any night, not a UCF or a UNF or whatever, Lipscomb, I don't care. Teams like that in that ilk are going to beat big-name teams this season. It's just a fact. It's going to make the tournament more difficult. But the good thing is that that's going to make us better. We're going to be much better for it in January and February. You just can't slip up a bunch between now and then to put yourself on the bubble. Stay ahead of the bubble, and we're going to be fine. You won't be at ease going into any game this year because of the scenario you just laid bare. I mean, that is true. There are teams with super seniors that have been there forever and a day and know the system, are physically more mature, they're heady, they know what they are, they know what the team is, and they know how to play to it. So you're right. At the same time, you do like a lot of the elements on this team. By the way, it should be noted, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but after we saw the Big Ten get out to that 6-2 lead in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, the Big Ten barely won this competition in terms of the overall uh, games won, games lost. Uh, they squeaked past the ACC 8-6 to six 
And that was only because Wisconsin, ranked as they are, beat Georgia Tech barely 70-66. to 66. So, in truth, uh, we thought, and maybe it is, the better teams are. Certainly nobody's touching Purdue. But, you know, listen, I mean, North Carolina boat-raced Michigan. Um, I, I just – and that's a very highly ranked – I mean, a well-thought-of Michigan team. So, I don't know. Maybe the ACC is is not great this year, but it's maybe not nearly as bad as we thought it was. Uh, you know, Miami beat Penn State, by the way. Uh, Virginia Tech beat Maryland in College Park. I mean, it's not – I mean, you know, Maryland should be a good basketball team. Uh, and Louisville – was edged by Michigan State on the road. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe the ACC is not as uh, desperate as I thought they were. Correct. I think that's probably what's the truth in practice, but I don't know. It's tough to, from an optics standpoint, have Florida State blown out by Purdue. And I think they would have done the same to Duke that night. Don't get me uh, wrong. Yeah, they were but, so good. Yeah, yeah. But then if Ohio State beat Duke the same night, that when you're talking about relative conference strength and narrative, like that's the one thing about the ACC Big Ten Challenge that really can help you or hurt you is in the conversations that take place subsequent over the next two or three months, there is a perceived gap. Maybe there isn't, maybe there is, but I feel like the style points were won by the big 10 such oh, that sure, sure. But when you get into the discussions of relative conference strength, which is, I mean, we know it impacts selection Sunday so much. If, you know, are you, are you going to get six teams in? Are you going to get eight teams in? Well, right. that conversation that takes place after a tournament like that, like an exhibition series like that, the ACC big 10, that's going to make the difference. So for me, I agree with you. I'm glad the ACC bounced back, but I don't know that they want enough style points that they'll get the at-large numbers that the Big Ten will. I, I don't know that they'll get the benefit of the doubt as a conference. They may not, and teams that usually get hurt by that are no longer Florida State. So I don't care because um, I, right. we'll I don't wave. I don't wave above. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Teams that have to worry about that are probably taking your point more to heart than I am because I don't care. They can go to hell. I don't wave the flag for this conference. I'm saying as long as we're in a good position, I really don't care if uh, Clemson makes it or not on the bubble. Wait a minute. Breaking news, Matthew. Put that lower third. Jeff does not wave the flag for the conference. <laughs> I guess when Swafi retired, that was the end of it. Maybe That's, that's, it. that's yeah. it. I'm done with it. I don't care if any of these teams make the tournament as long as we do. That's all I care about. They can get up there and go, you know, guys, we're not putting Duke in. We're not putting Virginia in. We're not putting any of these other teams. And Louisville's not getting in this year. But I do like that Florida State. All right. That's a valid opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll watch. I, I they're, they're a weird team. I want to go back to this. I'm telling you, there are going to be times you don't like this team, everybody. Well, I'm, you're just they're going to be nights where they lay an egg and they're going to be nights where they look really good. It's a you know, they always say about the NBA. It's a it's a shot making league. Yeah. This year for Florida State, uh, you make shots and you've got a bunch of perimeter players that can. You might boat yep. race a really good team on a given night. And there may be nights where those shots are not falling. If you're a jump shooting team, you got problems. And and when those when those shots don't fall, you get blown out by teams that are middling. I was heartened, though, to see Caleb Mills' ability to drive and finish. You know, he's he's been oh, up yeah. and down to start the season. And we all know, and, and the reputation had already preceded him and, you know, some of the stuff in the practices that we had heard about. He's a guy, the first one in a long time, that can get between 20 and 25 most any night if he needs to. He'll certainly put up the volume to get there. but. Yeah. To see him finish in that atmosphere against those athletes was really important, I think, for everybody every on the bench, himself, the, us, to calm ourselves down a little bit. If you need somebody to get a shot, we didn't have it last year like we had with Trent Forrest. Like, we got spoiled with Trent Forrest for a long time. It looks like Caleb has a little bit of that finish in him. So beyond the jump shooting game, it looks like you have somebody that you can turn to. Matthew Cleveland, I believe, is going to be that player as well but you're just going to experience some ups and downs. The concern I have for tomorrow's tip at 4 o'clock against Syracuse is when you have 
this lack of experience, and we already have a propensity to mash the basketball into the courts mm -hmm. and not really move. It almost looks like junkyard dog offense at times from back in the day. When you're playing a matchup zone, are we going to be smart enough and heady enough to get to the spots on the court that we need to? This is a great test for us. Now, Syracuse isn't anywhere on this in the same solar system athletically as Purdue is, but the rules allow for this type of tactic. So in the half court, how smart are we? How tactical are we? If we're surgical about where we are in the half court, then we're going to, I think we'll take care of business, no problem tomorrow. But it's a completely different kind of test. It's a test between the ears about how disciplined are you tomorrow against Syracuse. Yeah, it's important. And I'm crossing my fingers that we have that discipline. I know there's, it's, it's not a team that lacks basketball IQ, though, Tom. So I, I think, and they got some smart kids here. I, mean, I think Matthew Cleveland understands basketball. Clearly, Mills understands basketball. Cameron Fletcher is, I think, a guy that will get it. You know, uh, it, we've got some smart kids here. Yeah, one would think, too. Matthew Cleveland's hot spot, where he likes at the top of the key, is a, a special spot if you're trying to break what Syracuse Correct. wants. Correct. You want the short corner down at the baselines, which maybe Cameron Fletcher could be that player. Maybe Butler could as well. With his ability to stretch out, that might be uh, yeah, I think so. By the way, yeah, but at the top of the key, that's a great way to break that zone. That is a spot for thirty-five when he comes off the bench. So that'll be something I'm looking forward to tomorrow as well. Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a libations Friday. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV on a Libations Friday. We found a way. We made it work. You can see him if you're watching on War Chant TV right now. Lee Sterling joins me, Paramount Sports as always. How are you, brother? How was your Thanksgiving? Great. Had my daughters with me. Great food, football. What else can, what else can you ask for? Hey, are you getting nervous? What's going on down there? What's going on with your canes, man? <laughs> so I don't think anyone really knows. But unless you're in the you have the inner circle, which I think there's like 50 people that Apparently. think they're in the inner circle. Yeah. So if I had to guess, it's going to be either Alonzo as the AD, Alonzo Highsmith. No. With Gino as the fundraising guy or Gino as the AD, which I'm good with. And Mario is the head coach or the lane train. So. I'm I'm fine with either coach. I think, you know, I think either coach would be a huge upgrade for us. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I know your worst nightmare is that they extend your boy for another year and uh, <laughs> don't take advantage of this opportunity. Right. By the way, I will say this. The timing, in a weird way, could really work out for Miami in terms of crystal ball because, obviously, he's had it very easy uh, because Southern Cal wasn't invested. But now right. USC cares to recruit again and cares to right. win again, and that means those kids that have been going to Oregon aren't. <laughs> They're going to go to Southern right. Cal. Not as many. Not no. very – it, it's it's at least cut in half. So I, yeah. I I think that's a really good point. And I just think he's one of these guys that loves a challenge. And Pac-12 just doesn't matter. Let's be honest. It doesn't matter. I think he wants a challenge. He was down here to see his mom. I think it was last Sunday who was sick. I'm hearing he had a, a meeting somewhere else also. So don't be surprised if the timing is Sunday or Monday. Yeah. And by the way, folks, if you're listening, uh, you know, a lot of times you hear things about, well, somebody will use their family. This isn't that his mom is actually sick. So right. there are a lot of things that work out here for him to get out of Oregon, which has become a much better job than it used to be without question because of resources. But now that Southern Cal cares, if I'm him and I have my heartstrings being pulled back to a place I already love, plus my mom's sick, if I'm going to move, now's the time to do it, to go down to Miami. They're just and invested. And his, and his wife is from Miami, and I think she wants to come back too. Yeah, so there it is. All right, yeah. let's get to these games, yeah. my brother. Uh, we've got Pitt minus three against Wake Forest. I would imagine this is a very high-scoring affair. Does Pitt cover the three? Right. Uh, I think they've got a good chance. Now, you know, Wake Forest's offense a little bit different, you know, how they use that RPO. Their quarterback, he keeps riding in there. Sometimes he can be a yard and a half, two yards off the line of scrimmage. So it presents some different problems, but Pitt second in the nation in sacks. So I think that's a difference. I think both quarterbacks are really good. Pickett might be just a cut above. I think he's special. A little more escapability, make things happen more with his legs. High scoring game. I like Pitt 48-42. Michigan looked so good, Lee, against Ohio State. They were better. Yeah. They beat him up. It wasn't a fluke. They were just more physical. They were a better team. You know, I know Iowa finds a way to make every game ugly and close and they hang in there, but I don't know how Iowa's going to score in this game. Is 10 and a half too many to lay or do you feel good about it? So I think that they won in 2016. I think it was like 14, 13, and then they That's lost 10, right. three, yeah. 2019. So normally you're like low scoring game. Look at Iowa. Their offense is dreadful. I'm watching their games and good friend of mine lives in Iowa city. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, I have trouble watching their games. I mean, I almost feel like standing up and applauding when they get a first down. Their quarterbacks <laughs> are, are, are 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 bad. Their their receivers get absolutely no separation. Their play calling is terrible. This Michigan defense, I mean, except for a one quarter just collapse against Michigan State, they're special. I I think this team is really coming into their own. I think they drub Iowa here, 31-13. You and I are on the same page, two for two so far. Let's see if we keep it going. Georgia may have the greatest defense we've ever seen. It's insane to look at the total points in the 80s that they've given up for the season, Lee, the next closest being Clemson at 160-something. So uh, it's it's hard to fathom how good this defense is. But they got to get over the hump. This is their opportunity. Do they win? Do they cover? I think they win. I think they cover. There's something wrong with Alabama. Last month, 
LSU blitz a you-know-what out of them, and it worked. Uh, they only put up 20 points in that game. Last week, they had three points yeah. with 30 seconds to go in the game. I mean, what Auburn did on offense in the last possession and their cornerback, uh, they left him alone, and him playing so close to the line of scrimmage was almost criminal. Um, I was shaking, yelling, screaming, huge <laughs> mistake. Um because I don't like Dick Saban, I'll yeah. be honest and put it out there. Don't I, I'm tired of seeing him. I want to see a Cincinnati. You know, I want to see a Michigan. I'm not a Michigan fan, but I want to see someone different than than Ohio State. I think something's wrong with this team. They're having breakdowns, whether it's the offensive line, quarterback making the wrong read, a bunch of different things. I, I just think that Georgia's special, and if they get a seven to ten point lead, and they got the ball midfield with four or five minutes ago in the game, they're using play action to put them away. They don't want – they want to make sure no one, no one votes for Alabama to get into the final four. I like Georgia, 31-17. You and I are 3-4-3. Three, three. My only fear and, I, and I, yeah. the only avenue, the path in which I could see Alabama winning, the pressure's on Georgia – in the sense that th this is the best team they're going to have. I mean, what are we doing? Right. You got to you got to win it this year. If they get down for some reason, Lee, 10, right. 12, right. 10 points early, you can yeah. see it, right? You can feel that, yeah, yeah 800 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, Setson well, Bennett. We saw what happened in the game last year. You know, yeah, they yeah. only had that three point lead in the first half. They should have been up by fourteen to seventeen points. Correct. Correct. And the pressure got to them, and it was. And if you watch that game, Alabama's defensive play calling was great. Uh, mm -hmm. in the second half. So, yeah, I mean, you're always afraid of a team with the better quarterback and the better head coach. That's be correct. Honest. Yeah. So that does scare me, but I think it's their year. Buffalo and the Patriots in a game I can't wait to watch. It's getting weird. We might be thinking here as the weeks go by that New England's the best team in the AFC. It's possible, even with a rookie quarterback. Buffalo right. is really weird. They're giving points here, right? Do I have that right? Two and a half, but they're at home. Yeah, they're at yeah home. that's could be I, bad weather. I still feel could it's be. weird. I still think it's weird. I like New England. If I didn't just reveal that in the way that I said it, who do you like? So, three four weeks ago, I thought Buffalo was the best team in football. Not right now. I mean, without White, there's Pro Bowl cornerback who locked down half the field out for the rest of the year. That's a huge loss. Their offensive line. We saw this in college football a lot this year. So many starters. There was about fifteen teams that returned 19 or more starters this year in college football, and about four or five of them, they weren't even close to where they were last year. They returned the same offensive line, Buffalo, but they're just not the same. Something's happened, maybe injuries, uh, communication. Some teams are throwing some different blitz packages at them. So I, Josh Allen, I mean, he's getting hurried, four fumbles already, eight interceptions. I think New England just does what they do best, run the football, Play good defense. Mac Jones is a quarterback, doesn't make errors, hits the open receiver, slowly, methodically moves the ball down the field. They win this game. They're a game up going into the bye week. I think they get it done. Wrong team favored. New England 27-24. Four for four, Lee. Let's yep. keep it going. Bucks, Falcons. Come on, man. This is an ass kicking, is it not? Bucks giving 11. It is. <laughs> I was going I was I was hoping, you know, I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm not a Bucks hater either. But uh is there any other way? This Atlanta team is bad. I mean, without Ridley, they just have they can't push the ball down the field. They just don't seem like they care. It seems like this is a team that quit. 
in the first game, they only had, I think, something like 341 total yards, Tampa Bay, only because they kept having short fields. Tom Brady had five touchdown passes. I do think they're going to need A.B. back to win the Super Bowl. So I will make that say They can't win it without him. They need his, his extra playmaking. But uh, Atlanta's quit here. I like Tampa Bay, 34-13. Five, four, five. Good, sir. The game of the week, uh, and I want you to tell folks how they can get it, is Cincinnati trying to cap off this uh, run uh, for all the group of five teams that never made it, right? It's just like the Hoosiers. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. giving 10 and a half to uh, Houston. How can folks get the game, Lee? They want to get the game. Just call 800-400-9741. Give it to you for free. Uh, so your wife likes uh, Cyber Monday sales, right, Jeff? Sure. Okay. I'm going to take this sale to another level. So last year, starting December 1st, I won 37 of the last 46 games through the Super Bowl. Nice. Right now on the website, it's 297 for double down December through the end of the month, through December 31st. They use coupon code SAVE200, just $97 for the entire month. If they use coupon code SAVE300, then get through the Super Bowl, just $197, and it goes through mid-February. Remember, there's an extra week to the football season this year. So save 200 for the month of December, save 300 through the Super Bowl, ParamountSports.com. And that's a, Pel that's a Peloton hat? Is that a Peloton no, hat? it's not a Peloton a hat. Oh, Where are you oh I, thought you had, I thought it was a P. No, no, oh, it's a, oh, it's a lightning. Okay. Yeah, it's lightning. From a distance, yeah. it looks like a P. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Jeff, Mr. Peloton. I'm thinking, you're no, Peloton. I hate bike riding. You'll never see that. You'll ne <laughs> I'm not getting on a bike. And if I'm going to run, well, I'm, I'm going to go run I'm somewhere not, else. Well, now with my knees, I'm, I'm, I'm not running much anymore. I can still play basketball. So I can sprint, but I can't, can't jog as much. So I'm okay <laughs> with it as long as I'm watching a game. So... I got a we got I got the wife the the bike and also the tread got nice. my weight since my oldest daughter moved out we we made that a a, a gym so upstairs well so. well done I I would like to do that maybe I'll recant what I said I it, there's nothing wrong with a home gym right now I go to Orange Theory buddy um, okay Thank, be good man it's always good to see you thanks for helping out and jumping on this uh, streamyard with us buddy okay take care Jeff have a great weekend. Take care. You too, Lee. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. As ACDC plays, you know the sound, you know the song, you know the uh, indicators that uh, Mama's about to join. I can't remember. We had a lot of games different last week. I know I won at least one of them because I had the Dolphins, and uh, I think she had Carolina. Was that the Was that the week? Was am I right? Yeah, about you, that? you had four different. It was tracking that you were down two to one, and I don't remember what happened in the fourth game. Well, my mom will remember. She'll know if she won three to one. I'm going to hear about it. Here in a moment. So why don't you cue it up, good sir? And now for another edition of the Family Pick. 
Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. And with that, I shall. By the way, technology is amazing. I mean, I know we've already mentioned this today, that the show is uh, happening with me at my house, Tom at his house, Matthew at his house. And now we bring her in, my mom at her house. And here we are. Hey, mama. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I told Tom, this is pretty early for me to be up and looking at these games and halfway coherent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you sleep in, Mom. You sleep in. I know. And uh, well, I actually called for those out there. I called my mom to let her know today that we were recording the show early because uh, I was traveling to Atlanta for the basketball game. And I called her while I had my boys in the car and I was taking them to school. And I said, watch this, guys. When, when, when Yaya answers, she's going to sound a little groggy. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually sounded like you were up and at him, Mom. Uh, uh, well, you know, a lot of times I'm still lounging and watching my Today Show or whatever, but I'm awake. I'm just not up and out and, you know, in the car. You're not attacking so, the world. No, um, I'm not attacking the world at 8 o'clock or whatever time that was that you uh, that you called me. Can you tell me what the record was last week? Yes. You know, I would like to say that I won three out of four, but we split two and two. So everything stays the same. Do you? Yeah, that, that means I it. almost won that last game. I can't, I'm trying to remember what the game was, but they were down for the whole game. They came back and there was 17 to 15. Oh, it was the Seattle game. Yeah. And then yeah. Seattle got the onside kick. And of course the refs screwed them and said that they were in a illegal formation or something. The, the refs and, didn't screw them. They were in an illegal formation. Well, some obscure <laughs> thing. And so anyway, so they didn't get the onside kick. They had a chance to either win it or tie it up or something. Well, shame on me because I took the the, the Colts to beat the Bucks. So um, yeah, shame on you. Yeah, that's all right. So two and two it is. By the way, at some point you're gonna wake up and start believing in those dolphins. I told you. I know. I picked them this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know what's gonna all happen. Right. Yeah. So the yeah the point would be that uh, they've won very sneakily, quietly, I should say. Uh, they've won four straight games. Have the Dolphins, and uh, you know I like Coach Flores an awful lot. I've said that before, and I so do too. yeah, and to see them to see them come back and win is exciting. And now I know we both, by the way, had Dallas last night. That was an easy, easy win, given what the Saints are and given how bad Taysom Hill is. Yes, yes, I picked Dallas, and I, although I will say the first half was pretty crummy. The second half, they seemed to get their act together, and uh, uh, they did better. But the first half was not so good. Here we go, Mama. I'm going to start with that aforementioned Dolphins team hosting the Giants. You've already told me you've got the Dolphins, and of course, I so do I. Okay. That'll be uh, win number five in a row for the Dolphins, and they'll move to six and seven, by the way, when that happens. I um, Colts at Texans. Yeah, oh, Colts. Vikings at Lions. Uh, a Viking. Oh, Lord. Boy, listen to that. See, we got to have to mute my mother. Um. <laughs> uh, it's okay now. Eagles at Jets. Oh, Eagles. And I don't know, though. I say that like it's, oh, Eagles. But the, the Jets are doing a little better. But I did take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles too, but they suck and they make me angry. The um, Cardinals at the Bears. Cardinals. Chargers at the Bengals. 
Yeah, this game is a little concerning to me, too. But I took the Chargers. I'm going to take the Bengals, Mom. I'm going to take I the know. Bengals. I, tried, I really wavered at that, but I don't know. We'll see. I know they're playing in Cincinnati. That probably should – I don't know. But anyway, I took the Chargers. Buccaneers at Falcons. Bucks. Jags at Rams. Rams. A lot of lopsided games this weekend. Goodness yeah, gracious. Yeah, I know it. Washington at the Raiders. Yeah, this game I also am absolutely struggling over. I took Washington, but then I crossed it out, and I took the Raiders. I, too, took the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Ravens at Steelers. Uh, Ravens. 49ers at Seahawks. Yeah, I've taken the 49ers. Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs. And Patriots at Bills. Now that is the game, huh? Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. Um, I, I took New England. I, I, I just feel like they're really, really playing well. And uh, so I, I, I know they're playing in Buffalo, but um, I took New England. Well, don't look now, but uh, there's a possibility, a distinct possibility, that New England is the best team in the AFC. Mm -hmm. um, they, they may very well be the best team in the AFC. They have the best defense in the AFC, and they have figured out how to win with a rookie quarterback, and they're very physical, and we don't doubt Bill Belichick as a game planner. Right. So it's difficult to, to kind of go with the Bills here who have been very Jekyll and Hyde on the season. So – I, too, took New England. So we have one game different, Mom, and it's the Cincinnati and wow. L.A. Charger game. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Well, at least that's more like it. We usually don't have, like last week, we had those four games different. That was crazy. I could have made a big move. But at, but least, didn't. I didn't, at least I didn't lose any ground. You didn't, <laughs> and uh, you're, you're still just nine down, I think it is. And, oh, uh, just nine. Just nine. <laughs> Nine. You can chip away. You can chip away, Mama. I know. Uh, I don't know how many more games have we got this season. <laughs> I love you. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend with the boys. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that is Mama. And um, the picks are in. Just the one different there as uh, obviously, as, Tom, I think you said it earlier this week. In fact, I know you said it earlier this week. Um this is a terrible slate. Yeah. This is a terrible slate. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't take the time to go through it as um, with a fine tooth comb the way that I normally do for gambling purposes this week. Cause I just didn't, I had taken a cursory glance and didn't love the schedule, but I really didn't, you know, get down deep in it. And then I looked at it just now, obviously going through the games with mom and I'm like, Oh my Lord. Yeah. It's yeah, one lopsided a matchup after another. This is a weekend where you do your chores. Uh, we'll have the Bucks game on at one on the big TV, but then you've got Red Zone on because you might see some cool finishes, but you don't want to invest in a 60-minute game outside of Monday Night Football. Monday Night yeah. Football is going to be – that is awesome. You're talking about two physical teams, same division, in the month of December. you got an upstart Patriots team. The pressure's on the Bills because they're the favorite, one of the favorites in the conference. There is no pressure whatsoever on New England for this football game, which is really – Dangerous. If there's no pressure on Bill Belichick, yikes. Well, one of the things uh, with Buffalo is they haven't been able to run the ball. And if you can't run the ball and you're going to put the whole game on Allen's arm, uh, you're going to have a problem. Uh, that's not who they are. Yeah, he is and can be a phenomenal quarterback, but he does require other elements of your team. And there are very few quarterbacks, by the way, 
while we're evaluating quarterbacks, there are very few quarterbacks in the league that can just go win a game on their own. There are a few. There are a few. I mean, there have been times where Aaron Rodgers just wins, just wins games because he makes throws that nobody else can make and buys time in ways uh, that very few do and has vision and all those things. Uh, we've seen Patrick Mahomes, who has weapons, but we know Patrick Mahomes has been a guy before where when you watch a game, you go, that dude's winning. The greatest three incompletions I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's the Bucks. Yeah. I'm, he's like Neo. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. So we know he's capable of that. And there are guys occasionally that you watch and you go, oh, that dude's just straight up winning games on his own. But most need, obviously, and it's why it's the ultimate team game. It's why we love it. Most need other elements of the uh, offense to, to be working uh, so that they can create some form of balance and not have people pinning their ears. But Buffalo can't run the ball right now, and people are pinning their ears. And as elusive as he is, you get hit a few times. You don't like it, and it starts to have an effect on you. You begin to see ghosts, as we like to say. You begin to force passes to get the ball out of your hand. He's done a lot of that. So, you know, it's a weird deal to watch him, man. His career has been so fascinating. If you think about what he was when he came into the league, inaccurate, was inaccurate in college, we kind of thought, man, you're taking a hell of a risk on this guy because if you can't complete 60% of your passes where he played in yep. college – it's usually not a good sign of things to come in the NFL. Then he gets to the league and he is inaccurate. And you think, mm, great athlete, big, strong kid. Then he changes his throwing motion, goes to war on his body to make sure that he is able to, uh, to make throws that he was incapable of before and that his mechanics are better and that he can repeat them. He becomes one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league for a brief moment. And then now we're kind of looking at him again after they gave him all of that money, gobs of money. And now we're looking at him going, well, uh, that might have been a mistake. He's weird. It's hard to know what he is. Uh, that's correct. And, well, I, I think the way the season was going to trend anyway, as long as they get in, now, of course, they should win the division and, and Belichick is pulling off a coach of the year type resume season. But as long as they get in, that the season was always about, you know, AFC championship or bust, getting to the Super Bowl or bust. Because when you're as close as they were last year, and remember that game. It was it was clear the moment was too big, but everybody was okay with it. They're yeah. saying, "Well, that's a it's a natural step in the progression. Too much, too soon, but we'll see how they react to it next season when they get put in this position. They're going to be judged by what they do in in January more than anything else. So, what like he could he could play great. My point is, he could play great on Monday. He could play great in Tampa against the Bucks the week after, and down the stretch they got the Bills or they got the Panthers after that. New England again." On December 26th, great game in New England. Then the Falcons and the Jets. So he could be the toast of the league at that point. But if he fails in January, then it won't matter. But he yeah. can struggle from here to the end of the season. And if he plays well in January, then it what's happening right now doesn't matter. Yeah, except that their lows are very low, Tom. If he doesn't play well, they're not going to the playoffs. They lost to the Jaguars. They, 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 they Their lows are extremely low. When he doesn't play well, they straight up lose, period. So if he's playing poorly, they're not going to the playoffs. Um, and, and that's why you're right. It was, you know, AFC championship game or bust. It really, for a lot of people in Buffalo, it, given what they thought they were, it was Super Bowl or bust. Mm -hmm. And the thing of it is, they're in, a, they're in a fight now to show that they can make the playoffs. If they lose this game and he plays poorly, I think that you're looking at a team that may fade down the stretch. And it's not that... Again, it's not that they don't have some pieces, but when you can't run the ball and he's starting to be, I guess, 
a little inconsistent, uh, perhaps lacking some confidence based on some failures. Uh, all of a sudden, you could just see them fall off the tracks. So it'll be – it's yeah. important that they play well. You're right. It's a big game. It's a fun game. It's Jeff yeah, Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Wrapping it up, Jeff Cameron Show on Elevations Friday. Thanks for watching and listening. If you watched on WarChant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you listen on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, thanks so much. And remember to support those that advertise with us. Support those that support us. That's uh, always a good thing. Uh, all right. So it is. I think we should, um, I, I, you know, I feel pretty good. Last night, Tom, we gave everybody Dallas and, and, and said that was like a cakewalk, right? That was an easy one. Uh, I feel good about that pick. Yeah, they tried. Uh, they tried. Now, you had it at uh, the three-team teaser pleaser, so your your threshold was a pick em. They just needed a straight-up win. At four and a half, I'm like, what are you doing? What, <laughs> why, why are we running Zeke Elliott with a bum leg into the middle of the line of scrimmage all night? Let's go. Wasn't that bizarre? Like, why? You don't have anybody who's healthy that would be better than him in that situation? That's crazy. They do. His name's Pollard, and he, he broke one for 50 in a touchdown last night. I don't know what they're thinking, and that's where – Listen, Troy, we, we've already documented how fanish he was, but that's where I am as I'm interested in this game saying, hey, hey, stop that stupid stuff. What is wrong with you, Kellen Moore? Tony Pollard or throw the ball, but whatever. They got away with it. They got away with it. So we're good. Uh, if we could, do we have we do we have a sounder? I believe we have it, right? Hey, Big Daddy, having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Right into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy, an empty net. He scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red rushes all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. And you see the ad right there from our friends at North Florida Payroll Services. There they are. Yes, thank you, guys. <laughs> Um, I'll go, I, I, I can listen to that all day. I don't know that our listeners are happy about that, but, uh, I did want to thank again, North Florida payroll services, uh, and, and Tom, I got, I got a little NBA for you. Really? Is it the game you're going to tonight? No. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not, I'm not going that route. Uh, I'm going to give you two games. And if you want to give us hockey over the weekend, I'll let you chime in here. I've got Cavaliers plus four against the Wizards, and I got the Celtics plus eight and a half against the Jazz. Okay, okay. So that was. Could you run that? You said that really fast. I heard Cavs Jazz. You you heard Cavaliers Wizards. Cavaliers. Okay, so yeah, I took it. the Cavs plus four over the Wizards, and I took the Celtics plus eight and a half against the Jazz. These are separate endeavors that you're not stringing these together. Is that correct? I'm not stringing them together. They're individual wagers. I'm dipping my feet into the water deeper and deeper of the NBA these days. I'm I'm actually, let me just say this to our, our lovely listeners. This is more of a an experiment, not a guess, not a guess, but an experiment with how I'm picking games right now. I'm developing a system, Tom. We'll see. You guys mark these games and you you remind me. Believe me, I'm keeping track, but 
we're going to see where we're at with this. And if my system plays out, we're going to get emboldened as we do this segment uh, during the week. But I want to explore a deeper playing pool, Tom. I don't want just hockey. I don't want just what remains of football. As we sign off in the evenings, I want to be able to tap into the NBA. There's money to be made there, too. Yeah, agreed. I think, okay, there's a couple of things I'm looking at, and neither of them are hockey at this particular point. Oh, um, good. Tonight in the Pac-12, all right, I like Utah to do it again to Oregon. The reason go. I, they've got a head coach with split attention. You've seen this all like, – Utah is already better, and Oregon has a, has a head coach with split attention and a, a group of players that don't know that he's going to be there for them after this game is over for very long. So that's only two and a half. You can get it at a discount right now at two and a half. It's minus 115. I do that all day long. And I love that Michigan pick. I absolutely love that Michigan pick. So that's the other one that I'm going to be playing. I don't know that I'm going to put them together for a greater return. I think I'm just going to play them separate. But I, I played, I, Tom, I played both those games individually. But I also want you to know I floated a little pizza money into a three team teaser pleaser for college as well. Uh, and I took Michigan and teased it down. And I took uh, Utah tonight uh, to, on the money line. I, I put that in there. And then I took, uh, actually, I turned this into a parlay. Uh, and then I, and the third game uh, that I liked was actually Georgia over Alabama. So I could tell you, and I, I hear you on that one too. Georgia may, like Lee was talking about earlier, they may want to just finish the job here and uh, eliminate. <laughs> I see the siren at the bottom replacing the Red Russians. But they just want to eliminate any threat of Alabama being there again. I would yeah. fully understand. If, if if that's the motivation, then they're going to go for it and they're going to get the job done. Um, but I'll tell you, man, I one thing in looking at the NFL standings, I almost pulled the trigger on the Miami Dolphins' future to make the playoffs. I did. You did? Okay. You You did or did not? I did a week ago. The problem is their last couple of games in the seat, they're looking at nine and eight-ish at best. Mm -hmm. You're going to need the NFC or sorry, the AFC West to fall by the wayside in order for enough uh, spots to become open for the Dolphins. It, it's it's going to. Oh, okay. it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to happen, buddy. Your Chubbs in Happy Gilmore, he's going to play. And by God, he's going to win. <laughs> I like it. Hey, good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks to all of you guys for watching. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And good luck to the soccer team tonight, 7 o'clock. Let's yes. go to some national title. Come on, beat Rutgers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.